some people liking our choice of music this morning. Well done for playing the Indigo Girls for Sinead. Love and respect. Thank you. Please give a shout out for the Indigo Girls playing in the National Concert Hall on Thursday the 17th of August. And my aunt is going. She's trying to persuade me to go. I might just go along to that. Very exciting. Thanks for that reminder. 17th of August, National Concert Hall. Now, my guest this morning spent some 20 years working in pharmacies and during this time she had a brilliant idea. It took her a while to turn the idea into a product and get it on the shelves, but when she finally did, it was snapped up, not just here, but across the water. She's had some very good news of late and joins me this morning to tell us all about it. Sinead Crowther, CEO and founder of Soothing Solutions. You're very welcome. Good morning. Good morning, Brendan. Thank you for having me. How are you? Really good. Really happy to be here. Now, before you tell us your own story, you're going to have to tell us about Tonstick's Tonsticks. There you go. Yeah. So anybody going to a pharmacy or a health food store has probably seen these on the shelves and you have a pack in with you now. So yeah. just explain to me what it is. So Tonsticks, um, it's for your tonsils. It's mm. on a stick and it's a child-friendly throat lozenge. So basically, I identify that there was nothing really suitable for children in, in the form of a lozenge. Like we grab a strepsil, but they're hard, glassy sweets that that present a choke hazard for children. So I knew that I could develop something. I had an idea for a long time for a jelly melt in the mouth soluble lozenge that would be suitable for children. So went about making that. So when did this happen? When did you come up with this idea? So I had the idea for years. And I used did to, you? Yeah, I used to always joke <laughs> in the pharmacy. We were all talking about Dragon's Den and one guy was talking about his dream was hammocks in airports. <laughs> Love it. I'm, not, I'm in. I'm and my in. idea was a jelly A tonsticks and a hammock together. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> I hope the GAA is listening to that. <laughs> yeah. um, so, and my idea was je- a jelly lozenge, but in the form of a lollipop because I knew children would love that. And in the pharmacy, we always give out lollipops to kids when they were getting their antibiotics, but they were the hard candy ones full of sugar and, and the nasties. And I knew I, I had this idea I could come up with a jelly that would melt in the mouth. That was the unique thing, that it would be child friendly. Yeah, because I, when I was reading about your story, I was like, really struck because I, I don't have kids but yeah those lozenges are really quite big and dangerous right yeah. so you would have been ner- nervous to give that to a, a toddler or a baby even yeah yeah and it even says in the pack not suitable for under fours um, and they taste disgusting and that's the whole problem with children anyone with children will know if it doesn't taste nice they're, you're just not going to get it in like they literally clamp their jaw shut like a crocodile <laughs> yeah. and you're not going to get anything in there so Prize it has to taste yeah. nice yeah. exactly yeah. so how did you make it happen so um, my son had an accident in 2016. Okay. Um, and I took a year off work to help him recover, which he did. Thank God, he's brilliant now. It's a long time ago now. And during that time, I wasn't used to being off work full time. And I thought, you know, I have to stay home here now. And what could I do to help bring in an income? Because I was on full time like benefits then because I walked away from the job to, to help bring in an income that I can stay home with the kids. And I just Googled, how do you make a product from scratch? I was thinking, well, now Did I'm you? off. Yeah, I literally, that's what I Googled. <laughs> that's amazing. I was thinking, now I'm off. Maybe I have time to look at this because yeah. it was the circumstances really that, that made me start. Right. OK. So but it was a bit delayed actually getting it off to the start. Life kind of got in the way. Is it safe to say? Yeah. Yeah. So I was separated with four kids and, you know, looking, trying to pay the mortgage and juggle everything and God, all that. Got your son woman. Wow. How <laughs> well, old were the kids? So at that time, um, they would have been 14, nine, seven. Wow. Busy. And two. No, sorry, nine. 11 and 14, whatever. Yeah, yeah. They're all close together. <laughs> but still in school. Busy, busy, it was busy. busy. Yeah. It was busy, yeah. But they're, they're really great kids. I'm really lucky. So um, that was that was a good part. They were the good part. Juggling the finances was the hard part. Of course, of course. So you, you have a brilliant idea. Let's be honest. It's great. Thank you. And, and it's often the simplest ones that are the best and the most obvious. But then you do that really obvious thing of Googling. How do I make a product from scratch? So you, fill in the gap there. So you've got a busy house. You're under financial pressure and you're trying to make this product. Because you know, 
the way, you meet, you'll meet lots of people now who go, I have an idea. Yeah. Once people see that you have an idea, they want to share theirs, right? So exactly. Give us the steps. So it brought me to a website called um, Enterprise Ireland and it oh, said, yeah. do you have an idea or concept you want to explore? And there was just an application form. So I had no clue what Enterprise Ireland was. I worked in pharmacies. I, I actually had a number of jobs over the years. When my marriage broke down, I went to work in, in as a, a sales or a checkout on, in Tesco. So, um, so I filled in the form, sent it off and they rang me back a couple of days later and said, we have a programme for people with, like you with ideas and we help them flesh out those ideas. Do you want to come along? So that's how it started. I went along and there's so many programmes for free that you can avail of if you fill in these forms. And there's local enterprise as well, isn't there? The local enterprise office, I went to them after this programme. So this programme was for six months and there's a phase one and I developed the concept a little bit more and then phase two is funded. You get 15k feasibility grant. So that was what I was living off with my benefits. And that carried me through the year. And then I just was so immersed in it and really enjoyed the development because I had no background in product development. But I just really enjoyed it. And with everything, my son after his accident and my confidence was really knocked and, you know, worried so just, about everything. Just, just tell me a bit about that, because I, I feel there was a horizon moment where the sun shone again for you when, yeah. when it started to crack. But you had a couple of dark times, didn't you? When he had the accident, you weren't feeling great. Tell me about that. Yeah. So I suppose when you're on your own and the financial pressures, um, I was suffering from depression. I had had really post bad postnatal depression when my um, last son was born and he was two at that time and it didn't really clear up and then I suppose the personal circumstances where you are on your own now dads are in the lives um, so that was fine it's just on your own in the house yeah. um, it can be quite isolating and then you can financially can't go off with your friends and have the downtime people always talk about and you kind of get a bit lost in that and you're on your own quite a bit That is hard right? Yeah, yeah it is hard it is hard for anyone out there who's in that situation Um. I would just say, you know, take each day at a time. You will, you will get through it, but it doesn't feel like that when you're in the middle of it. You know? And you're, I, you know, I'm just really struck by you because you've four young kids. You have to be strong for them, so you have to go away and hide your pain a little bit, do you? Yeah, well, you dig deep. You dig deep. Um, you know, I tried to bring them off to the local parks because money was an issue. I'd be seeing how much diesel was in the car, and that was how far I could take them. And um, wow, because I had really? to keep the rest to get to work. Yeah, you're really living on that, you know, budget every week. Um, living on fumes, basically. Yeah. yeah. But we had like discos in our kitchen, and uh, I brought. I managed to bring them to Blackpool every year for a week. Did you? Yeah, yeah. Good I used to you. say like you you could book it online, which was affordable. You only needed. To deposit and then I'd pay off every month and then do that for 12 months and we get there and Tesco vouchers I used to use for the ferry you'd get four times the value of the voucher off the ferry and you get really clever You're going to be the best CEO <laughs> ever aren't you? <laughs> well the best person to manage a budget is a lone parent <laughs> I <know>? would say 100% 100% you've, you, you've touched on one of your sons having a, a serious accident yeah. in 2016 Yeah so, so just when you thought it couldn't get any more Yeah I thought it was re- I thought it was bad enough Yeah um, So my own confidence was really knocked from the relationship relationships breaking down and being on your own and I felt like I you know couldn't afford like they deserve more than I could give them and I was really hard on myself um, and saying I, I, I tried to hide from the kids but obviously I was I, I was snappy at times and there was pressure and one son was sick a lot so I wasn't getting much sleep um, so when he had the accident I was at work and similar to today where my youngest guy is with us uh, child, what's his John, name? John Hi John <laughs> Good as gold, good as gold. At the norm somewhere for him. <laughs> um, I couldn't get the childcare I was hoping for that day and I had to get two people in who, who weren't usually there, but I got two people in. And I had said to them, you know, he's only two, so he's at that stage where you need to follow him around and everything. Of course. And I went off to work and then literally they were taking up the dinner. Like they were, one went to get the strainer for the potatoes and the other uh, babysitter went to get, like set the table and he pulled the 
boiling potatoes <sighs> over himself and he sustained really bad third degree burns to his leg. Oh no. Now I say thank God it was his leg. Yeah. You know, um, because it could have been so much worse. But it was horrendous, the pain of a burn. And it's a two year old baby. Oh so it was actually the most horrific thing that has ever happened. Was that the low point? Um there was a low point before that <laughs> where I yeah, you know, things were really dark and I didn't think I was gonna survive. I'll put it in that terms. Really? I, I thought it'd be better if I wasn't there. I thought the kids would be better off if I wasn't there. That's that's how depression works, you know, yeah. and it, it is a dark, lonely place. And I am very lucky that I have the best friends because your family are there, right? But your friends see you most days and you can be the joker and mess around, but your friends can tell by your eyes yeah, how you're doing. And if you have one or two friends That's like that, tip. you'll be okay. They can tell by your eyes. Yeah. They can see you when you're sad. Yeah. That's so true. It is true. And they, they got me through. You have gorgeous energy, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, you really do. It's, I'm really enjoying this because um, you are, you have, you're just a big ball of promise. <laughs> well, there, everything, you know, uh, hope for the best. Expect the worst, but hope for the best. <laughs> That's my motto. <laughs> so you promised your little boy and yourself that things would change. So how, what did you do? So he developed sepsis, unfortunately, within uh, 24 hours of oh the burn. So when your body sustains the burn, it's quite horrific. And he was so small, your immune system takes a bashion and he developed the sepsis. And um, we were about 10 days in the hospital and the, they couldn't give any more antibiotics for the sepsis wasn't responding. And it was really scary. And it was the night before my 40th birthday. And I was thinking, oh, God, this, this is what I've done, you know, and this is where I brought us. And I just took his little hand and I said, you know, please stay with us. Please don't leave us and I'll promise you and your brothers I'm going to do better. I promise you. And then the next morning, for some reason, the antibiotics just seemed to kick in all at once and he, he started to come around and his all his um, vital signs and everything, his, his kidney and liver function started improving again. So it was, really was a miracle and I thought, you know what, I have to do better for these kids. Um I, you sound like you've done amazingly, just to say. Thank so, you. so there obviously is a kind of a natural way that we beat ourselves up for all Absolutely. the problems around us, which is it's not the, it's not the truth, right? It's not the truth, but you do take it on board. And depression is, it's a it's it's a mental illness. Like if you have a heart disease, that's a heart illness of the heart, and you can't really get better on your own. You know, there's a there's a there's a a thing in your brain that makes serotonin. That's their happy chemical. We all know that. And when you're depressed, you do not make that. Right, yeah. You know, so you can't replace this yourself. Like if you have an so it's, a cunning, it's a cunning illness, isn't it's it? It's a cunning illness, but you, you're the last one to know you're sick. Wow. Wow. People around you can tell you're not yourself and you lose your motivation, but you don't know you're sick. You just think you're useless. So, so how you promised him he turns a corner that obviously lifted your spirits and you thought there's a greater force at work here. Yes. That yeah. I need to get on board with this now. So, yeah. and what actually helped you with the depression did you take medication so I had I had start I started count I went to my GP and um, when he got out so we were nearly a month in the hospital and he had got skin grafts they were really successful and then you have to go and to the to the burns unit which is surreal and see plastic surgery team all the time for the to manage that wound management um thank god for my pharmacy background because I wasn't phased by the wound management I, I understood it which made it I don't mean easier but I didn't panic yeah. you know a lot of the time um and so um the, when, when we got out of the hospital then, yeah, I um, went to the GP and said, I think I'm ready for the antidepressants. Great. But he had offered them before. And I thought, but I don't need antidepressants. What are you talking about? I'm yeah, just stressed. <laughs> there, is a, there is a stigma because, but they work. Oh they're, my gosh. Within 10 days, 
that negative. Uh, so for me, it's nighttime mainly because you can be distracted in the day. It's that that critical voice in your head at night just switched off. Wow. And then my son was getting better and I started just to feel better. Yeah. And then I went to see a counsellor for two years. Yeah. Because you've a lot of work to do. Best thing ever. It was, I, and that I combination, advocate honestly, for counselling, best yeah. thing ever. And the good, the right counsellor. She yeah. was a brilliant counsellor and she just presented things to me in a way where I couldn't possibly be to blame for everything that had gone on. I played a part. Obviously, everyone plays their own part in it, but then I had to start forgiving myself, you know. And it, it, as this is happening and you're you're picking yourself up, basically, yeah. mentally and physically in some ways, yeah. uh, you start to invent this product, right? This yeah. starts to come out of the traps. It starts to come to life. So, so Enterprise Ireland is just the best um, organisation in the world, I would say, for nurturing young businesses and young and ideas. So there was a number of people on the programme. There's 15 spots and it's run all over the country. It's in universities. So you just fill in a form. It's literally that simple. And I didn't think I had any business acumen or I would be good at this. And I just loved every single module. So they bring a consultant in and they, they give you a, a day's worth of, you know, um, a workshop. Yeah. And then you take that away and you can close your notepad and leave it and nothing will happen. But I would pursue everything they said. Yeah. And then I would send, I would. I joined LinkedIn. I didn't even know what LinkedIn was. <laughs> and then I'd email CEOs of companies not really understanding the CEO, <laughs> CEO business background. And they'd answer. And they'd say, that's really interesting. Yeah, I'll, I'll talk to you and, and share my knowledge. Can I help? And then every time someone would agree to meet me, it was putting my pieces back together confidence-wise. Yeah. It was amazing. It's building blocks. Yeah. And Enterprise Ireland facilitated that and facilitated put, you, put, put you on the road it. to that. Yeah, yeah. and the, the local Leo did because when I finished with the Enterprise Office. Leo being local area Enterprise. Yeah, yeah. yeah local Enterprise o- office. office. Yeah. So I was in Meads and I finished the... Um, Which is often a good first point, isn't it, for people? Yeah, yeah. Because they do um, one or two day start your own business courses just to give you a feel for it, to see if it's for you. And lots of people go and they, they think it's not for them, but you can come back to it. Yeah. And like people think when you're starting your business, you have to walk away from your job and that's it. 100 hours a week is going into this. But you can do piecemeal until you figure it out and still maintain a job part time even, you know. Yeah. There's lots of ways to do it. So with the four boys, it's working really well for you, isn't it? Because you're you're the boss. <laughs> I'm the boss now. I am. And I brought I brought in a co-founder. I met Denise on New Frontiers. She had a tea company. I know New Frontiers as well. Yeah, They're speaking she, my language. Gosh. Yeah, she's, yeah. She's, she was scaling her tea company up and we just gelled. She had four kids as well. And uh, we just had a laugh together. And so we went our separate ways and kept in touch. And then three years later, she was at a crossroad of her business. And I had just won what's called Competitive Start Fund, where Enterprise Ireland invested 50k. Wow. So it was my third attempt. I don't give up easy. I don't go away. (laughs) Because this 50k meant I could take this to the next level. And honestly, I really wanted to see how far I could go with it. The best quote I ever heard about working through what you're just describing is, if it was easy, everyone would do it. Yeah, yeah. It ain't easy, right? But some people would say, oh, they don't understand. I'm going to give up. But I was like, how do I make this proposition better that they'll give me this money? Because I can't do it. I had no money in the bank, you know. Um, Credit union loan to finance the car breaking down, you know. Yeah. So, um, so we met and I said to her, I've won this competitive star fund and I had pharmacy chains lined up to buy the product then, even though it wasn't still finished. It was just a little prototype. It was my jelly on the stick. And it sounds ridiculous, jelly on a stick, but it solves Listen, this massive problem. Listen, I just got a text problem. here. Love ton sticks. Used them on a flight to Boston last October for my daughter. Such a fab idea and the flight was much easier. And delighted to hear you're growing so much. Well done, Sinead. So oh, people wow. are loving the product. Yeah, it's effective. It's child friendly. It tastes good. It's strawberry or apple. We, we made it with honey because honey is the best thing for a throat. So I knew 
when he is the time honoured traditional remedy for a throat and I needed to get this children to take it but some children don't like honey so mm. I added kind of strawberry or apple and then getting it on the stick shape because it's the shape of a person was really complex really? took years literally years and then sure COVID happened in the middle and then Denise joined and she gave up her tea business and joined me and then we engineered the manufacturing process from our kitchen table over Zoom with engineers wow they were in like uh, some were in Brussels some were in the UK and consultants here in Chagas and we figured it out together and wow. now we, we built a production facility in Dundalk. So now we're mammies who manufacture. <laughs> I'm so impressed. We raised a few quid to do it and we convinced investors. We raised 1.2 million in funding. Now that's not an air bank account. Oh, I know. Oh, I know how it works. It can go away just as quick as it can come in. Oh, no, no, no. I really do know how it works. You don't want to hear my story. I'll have you crying. Oh, but no. um, it's, it's a genius product. That's, Thank you very much. And, and I think, is that at the core of your belief that you knew you had a good idea? So I'm a helper. In the pharmacy, I loved helping people across the counter. And I knew this, there was a need for this and that so many children would benefit for this from this if I was able to pull it off. And as a parent... You feel like you're never doing enough when they're sick. And I thought, this is something a parent can offer. Straight away. And it's going to give their children comfort for a number of reasons. The shape is fun. It tastes nice. It will soothe their throat. And it's something you can offer where there's nothing for them. And that would make the parent feel better because when your child's happy, you're happy. And I knew if I could put it off for all those reasons, it'd be worthwhile doing. And it is actually soothing as well as a process, right? Yeah, because children love, um, you know, uh, soothers and things like that. So it's comforting anyway, just by using it. Are you an inventive person? I would have said no, but before I started this, but looking back over the years, I would be like, I loved art as a child and I was a dancer. And So um, you, you do think outside of the box a little bit? Yeah, I'm a problem solver. And that played, you know, into my situation as a lone parent really well. I think that's what got me through. I, I don't, say I can't I say how can I right right I'm not a can't person right this is the problem but how can you solve it because you can always more or less solve the problem and you even you took the decision to solve your own mental health issues yeah yeah. and that's brave but it took that to happen to my son yeah you know um, I wish I'd done it sooner I would say to anyone Go sooner. There is li- and this is why I'm talking Go about it. Now, there's nothing sooner. to be ashamed of. Like, yeah. I worked in pharmacy and was dispensing these meds to people and giving them counselling, saying, it's like any, you know, if you had an underactive thyroid, you take thyroxine. Yeah. You know, you have serotonin issue, you have clinical depression, this is going to help that. And isn't it interesting that even with your knowledge, mm-hmm. there was a shame? But for me, no, it wasn't for me. I couldn't. I was just useless. This is depression telling you you're useless. You don't even know you're ill. That's, that's the thing. So if your family around you are telling you maybe you're not yourself, just trust them and go and go and have that chat with a doctor. And even I can remember a stigma around counselling and therapy yeah. and people be kind of ashamed to say it. But when you experience the benefits of it, you become evangelical about it, don't you? Oh, my God. And you see, that's the thing. And you don't want to sound like a, a bit of a nut. <laughs> but my counsellor, I used to look forward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I used to look forward to going to the air. It was the highlight of the week. Oh, because yeah. even though I might sob and get it all, get it all out. I, it, the relief after someone understood. It's, it's like a weight, isn't it? Yeah. Now, um, there's more gorgeous texts coming in. People are absolutely loving you. It's an amazing story. Fair play to her. Enjoying the interview. She's a wonderful, enlightening person from Colette and Rathdowney. Now, full circle here. Yeah. You ended up coming through pharmacy inspired by your work there. But you started, and I, I always, because I think sometimes people don't take transition year seriously enough and just kind of ring around their mates mm-hmm. to get the kids into something for two weeks. 
I'm I'm really slightly envious that my nieces and nephews got to do Transition Year to explore what they might love. And Transition Year for you is where it all started, isn't it? Yeah, it completely transformed everything, you know, because I'm, I'm from Finglas and, you know, when I went to secondary school, it was it was the local tech. It wasn't the convent school. And I was really quiet and shy. And I suppose if you were smart, you were nearly bullied at that time. I'm not saying that's the case now, but yeah. you, you hid your intelligence um, because you were a nerd and you, no one wants that. And so the transition year teacher put me into a local pharmacy um, up in O'Devany Gardens. And that woman was the best mentor. I knew I wanted to do something in healthcare because I was always interested in science. Um, but again, even from a young age, I, I knew I couldn't be a doctor. I wasn't smart enough to be a doctor or anything like that. Oh. But oh, went into oh the I think you could be a surgeon. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not on my memory now at this age. <laughs> Jesus, that's a whole other story. Um, but they put me into this pharmacy and she spent, it wasn't a busy pharmacy. So she had all the time in the world to mentor me. And I really think that's what turned it around for me. It was the mentorship. And I just, I took to it really well, but I'm putting that down to her. And how old were you? 15. 15. How long did you work with her? I worked with her until I was 19. So I continued to do weekends. Oh, wow. Did you? And then I went on to do all the other things. So I did, you know, I was a dancer and then I worked uh, in the pub and then I got a job during my technician's course. I went on to do pharmacy digital technician course in Trinity. And then that was six months full time in a pharmacy. But I still stay with her at the weekend. Right. OK. She nice. was such a lovely woman. Honestly, she was great to everyone in the area. Uh, it, my pharmacist, my mother's pharmacist has been so, I mean, I, I meet them all the time and I'm just so grateful to them for the support, the pharmacies. I think they're the kind of slightly unsung heroes sometimes, pharmacists. The command would go in there and have a chat for an, an hour. Yeah. She'd have a seat and while they're dispensing her medication, have a chat. The pharmacy is really important. And was that caring aspect attracted you to it? Yeah. Really? It really was because my mum had asthma when I was a young child and she was carted off in the ambulance often. And I just used to be fascinated that, you know, her inhalers would help relieve it or the oxygen would help relieve it or why did those tablets, you know, help her breathe and things like that. And I was always interested in that. Um, so, yeah, I think I was just always curious about that type of thing. So uh, tell us about the business now. Where are we at? What's going on? So the business now, we launched in May last year. With oh, only, oh, that's only that recently? Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow, I, 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 I recognise it. Oh my God, thank you for yeah, saying that. That makes my day. Yeah. Um, but I mean, in the background, we were talking to pharmacies for a long time and they, it was like, I always called it my field of dreams. The buyer used to say <laughs> to me, if you build it, we will come, we will stock it. Um, but they did. And I suppose that's a testament to the quality of the product and the standard we set for producing it because it's for children. Yeah. You know, the bar is there and we, we go way above the bar for because it's for children. Um, yeah. Almost 1,400 pharmacies has listed it over the past 15 months. Um, and we have really big news, if it's okay to share that. Please, please, please. Big news coming in. Uh, Boots UK approached us a couple of months ago and they are now launching it in stores today. Oh, congratulations. The UK. So, thank you. Across the UK and Boots. So it's well a pretty done. big deal because they usually would try a That's new product. That's huge, isn't it? Huge in about 100 stores and they're rolling Tonsticks out into 518 stores. So that's our sore throat and pop, a cough pop Tonsticks original. Uh, so we're thrilled. We're going to go over it next week to check it out on shelves. We're in all the main uh, Boots like Piccadilly Circus, Kensington, <laughs> Oxford Street. It's... I still can't believe it. Like, I still say to Denise, we've taken it too far. You know, this is serious <laughs> now. And uh, we're loving everything. So are you on Instagram? Yes. Uh, what's your Instagram? Because I'm going to follow your your, your tour you so of the UK much. next. Like, um, at Tonsticks Pops. And you're going to go in and see the product on the shelf on in the, the, shelf UK. the UK. And I have to say, the Boots buyers in Ireland and the UK have been super supportive. 
Well, it's brilliant. It's Thank a brilliant. It's, it's a no-brainer, I, th- I think. But tell me this, it's global domination now. What, where's next? Global domination. Well, we've just launched our travel pop, so Tonstick's travel pop. So uh, I kind of knew developing it, the, the cough and sore throat and would be seasonal winter and Enterprise Ireland were saying you need something all year round. So had you eureka a moment on a flight with a child screaming. And just woman just texted yeah. in saying how good it was for the flight. So yeah. this, was, this was the next phase. So we've just completed Tonstick's travel pop. We have that one here with me now. So we've added ginger and LPA into this one to help calm and soothe during the flight there's a really cute little passport in it for the little one so you know you're never going to give your own child their own passport no. Jesus <clears> imagine <throat> losing that so we put this one so they can be a part of the journey and just again that suck in action while during takeoff and landing can help relieve air pop and pressure if you can get them to suck the pop but it's fa- so air pop facilitates that because it's so nice it's yeah. orange flavour this one and I this, need some of them myself yeah the second big bit of news we had was the dream partner for this would be someone in the travel retailers of the world and WH Smith are launching this in all Ireland airports next week. Wow. That's just incredible. It is incredible. And then the next plan for this one. you're so humble and well, sweet. Well, I still can't believe it. I can't believe it. We're just enjoying it. And oh, yeah. it makes me really happy. You and deserve it. You really you. do. You deserve it. You deserve it. Uh, you manufacture in various places, but can I ask how many people do you employ right now? So there's seven. There's, uh, so myself and Denise obviously are employed by the company and then we have four, like a core team of four who manage the production, a production manager and the other uh, production operatives and then three part-time staff. But due to the WH Smith and Boots UK, we will be adding to the team we're interviewing right now for production operatives. Brilliant. It's very exciting and I'm thrilled. We've incorporated the four day week so people can have that have extra you? day for their families because for me, childcare <laughs> today Listen, was, a pre- was a pressure and if we can remove one day of that pressure for people, that's really important to us. Unless, until we have free childcare, we will not have equality in the workplace. No, no, it's very hard. And, Definitely. and do you encourage people to bring their kids to work if they want to? Well, because it's a production line, yeah, it's, it's safety, safe. so yeah. we can't. And um, so in that regard, we can't, and we can't work from home, obviously. Yeah. So that's why we felt the four day week would be something to offer um, to give back to employees. That's as much as we could do in that front because it's a hands on job. Now, I know you're in the middle of it and yep. you, you've, you've had a spurt of growth, obviously, right? You just shot up like a yeah. teenager. <laughs> You're going into your adolescence. <laughs> Great. What what's do you have a five year, ten year plan for this? Absolutely. So um we'd like to add more chains to the UK and then obviously the travel um pop we're we're hoping to go into the WH Smiths around the EU airports and then um UK and then North America for that. Um and then we will be adding Don't forget a, us, will you? We will be adding another um Jesus, I hope WH Smith are okay with us. We have to see how it goes in <laughs> yeah. Ireland first, but I'm confident, quietly confident, because yeah. I know it works. Um, and then I suppose the dream would be to exit and get all their investors' money back and have a nice little lump sum in the bank. And then my dream would be to help other startups. Oh, wow. You'd yeah. be amazing. You'd be a but all the mentor. knowledge you, you amass, um, you'd have so much to share. You really do, don't you? I've got just loads of texts. Can I read you a few? Thank what you. a woman. Inspirational. Onwards and upwards. Another text. Alex says, lovely to hear this lady story. Congratulations on her success. Enterprise Ireland are fantastic. And then uh, quite a long text, but it's an important one. This woman is fantastic and inspiration. I'm a single father myself and suffered very badly with depression when my daughter was younger. And I know how difficult it can be hap- to be happy and content. Constantly aware that I had to protect my daughter from being affected by my illness. Very difficult to be constantly be happy and battling depression and even more so to raise the game 
game for your kids. She's an amazing woman to have got through what she did and come out the far end sounding so great and being so positive and successful. Not to mention her business. She's wonderful. Thank you. Thank, that, thank you so much. Isn't I'm a little overwhelmed when I hear that, but thank you for that. Yeah. Um, um, so we are going to watch out for Ton Sticks for sure. And I'm, I'm really fascinated by the story because a, a lovely piece of advice I got once years ago, which always stayed in my head, is do one thing and do it really well. And that's what you've cracked, haven't you? Yeah. So I think sometimes businesses um, have an idea and then they add all the bells and whistles and then it gets too big and then it gets too complicated and then they can't make the progress because they're not focused on the original goal. So how I imagined this in my head is exactly how it turned out because I wouldn't move away from that. And I just kept working towards that. And um, people said along the way, oh, don't add the stick, just have it as a jelly lozenge. But then that wouldn't make it child friendly. And I just really pushed hard for, for what I believed the end product should be and, and focused on it. So, yeah, one thing at a time, laser focus. Sinead Crowther, CEO and co-founder of Soothing Solutions and maker of Tonsticks. Uh, I really, really look forward to watching your global domination. It's really been a great, great chat. Thank you so much. You're an inspiration. Thank you so much, Brendan. And best of luck. Let's go to some ads.